Good evening, everyone. Um, thank you all for joining us. Um, I'm architect Surbhi Jindal, founder and principal lighting designer from the Light Hub Mumbai. I uh, thank you all and welcome you all to the next series of the lockdown series uh, in episode three. Before we start, I request all participants to be on mute mode and also the video off mode. Uh, click on the microphone icon on the lower left side of your screen to ensure that it is muted. Feel free to use the chat option on the lower right side, the lower middle right side of your screen to pose new questions. Once we open the session for Q&A after the interview, we will be recording this webinar for on demand and will share this on our channels. We are also live streaming currently on Facebook. We would like to thank our outreach partners, Youth for India, for being a part of today's webinar. As we all know, infra real estate sector and industries uh, specifically are badly hit due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This is our small effort to really understand from the professionals from the industry, as well as the influencers about not only the impact on these sectors, but also really know how will the, these sectors revive back post the lockdown. How will it change our ways of working and also what synergies we can have within different stakeholders from these sectors. A very famous quote says, I'm the master of my fate, I'm the captain of my soul, and I'm the king of my dreams. This holds very true for our guest speaker today. She is a successful entrepreneur, passionate politician, speaker and advisor to XCM Maharashtra, Devendra Farnavisti, BJP spokesperson, TEDx speaker, SDG and government policy expert, Shweta Shalniji. Thank you, Shweta ji, for joining us once again. It's a real- Thank you, Surbhi. That was a brilliant uh, introduction. And uh, I think uh, the lockdown series uh, that you are doing um, yeah. is fantastic because uh, we need more and more people to talk about uh, how we will revive, what is going to be the SOPs post the lockdown, post the COVID uh, era, and what are the new normals. And I think right. that's what you intend to do, talking right. to everybody. Exactly. And uh, we, we really need to talk about it. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for joining us. I know you are very busy uh, currently. In fact, I spoke to you yesterday, so you were very busy uh, uh, after the announcement of the economy package as well by Honorable Shri uh, Modi ji. So, um, yeah, so Shweta ji, before we uh, quickly go on to the impact of COVID, I would really like to know about your, in fact, we all would like to know about your inspiring journey, hailing from an army background to being an extremely successful entrepreneur, leading a diverse portfolio, a passionate politician, extraordinary personality, what is it that inspires you every day to keep going and fulfilling all these roles every single day so brilliantly and beautifully? Of course, leading by example as well as leading from the front specifically. Uh, so I'll tell you, um, I think what has really helped is coming from uh, uh, the army background. The defense forces, uh, uh, if nothing else, teaches you a lot of things one of the most important lessons that it gives you is adaptability. Um, on top of that, I think uh, nationalism, the, the love of your country, 
my father used to i remember my father telling us while we were young kids that uh, my religion is og og is olive green which is the uniform you know uh-huh. so the love of the nation is so deeply ingrained within us and then of course i come from a family which was grounded which was rooted very strongly uh, and staunchly i as i say it very very hindu so they taught me lot of a uh, lot of things two of the most important things which uh, i think my father uh, um, gave me and i inherited from him one was discipline because he was an army man so uh, he ensured that we have discipline and uh, the discipline of culture Uh, really helped in bringing in the ambition of you doing well in whatever you do so the idea of yes i i really want to do this the best and better than anyone else uh, was there from the very beginning so whether i was uh, an employee uh, with a multinational company or uh, whether i was uh, an employer as an entrepreneur uh, um, you know while i was doing hobby singing or i was doing my own writing i was trying and uh, making an effort to be the best and uh, that's when i think the second and the most important thing uh, um creeps in the second most important message and uh, 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 idea that was ingrained into our minds was being a seeker so uh, our our parents taught us uh, our culture taught us to seek more so we just wanted to seek more and somewhere down the line while i was seeking for uh, uh, that greater goodwill i realized that the larger purpose of life is something else and when i encountered that larger purpose of life my larger purpose of life today is to ensure that my kids kids so my grandchildren can turn around and tell me that these many lives got bettered up because my grandmom did something so that kind of impact Wonderful. i'm not here to do anything else except impact so the vision was very clear the the seeking nature was very clear and the discipline was ingrained very very well uh, and the love of uh, the country ensured that i did everything to ensure that the country benefits uh so uh, my father used to always say that soldiers are not those people uh who are not only those people who fight at the uh, borders you know you can be a soldier by fighting you can be the best of the farmer and that's how you can be a soldier uh to the to the country as well uh just to whatever you want to do the best and i realized that i can be a job creator and become a soldier of the uh, country and ensure that the gdp increases and ensure that you know uh, large level changes happen uh, while i'm talking to you the idea is clearly that if a lot of people start thinking positively towards the post covid era and we shun this laziness of sitting at home and this nervousness that the markets are bad and there is a positive forward all around then nobody can stop us from seeing bright light because i personally feel that this is the time for india globally so so you know that that is something that i i have always uh, kept in my mind as focus and that's how i've uh, uh, kept on going so that's where i am why i am here wonderful so it comes from the roots i would absolutely say. 
perfect so um, please share some light also on the social and political initiatives taken by you for instance setting up the war room ask devendra app uh, launching vr app for the first time introducing shwet neeti mukhyamantri mitra and enabling women entrepreneur programs so yes there are a lot of programs which you have been a part of and you have taken an initiative of so yes we would like to really hear from you yes. uh, a lot of your uh, a lot of uh, initiatives that i have taken and i'm sure you have uh, already mentioned that uh, two of them which uh, uh, you did not mention is what uh, is very close to my heart so i'm going to be talking about those two initiatives sure please do it is uh, uh, you know i belong to ayodhya so we have uh, uh, our family trust that actually runs uh, the saryu aarti on okay. the river saryu exactly like uh, the ganga river you know okay so okay banaras you will see uh, the uh, ganga aarti happening in a very similar manner about 13 years ago we started doing saryu aarti on a daily basis uh, on uh the ghats of uh, uh saryu river in ayodhya now okay. it has been visited by uh the queen the japanese queen and uh, the chief minister of uh, um, up yogi adityanath ji almost 18 times wow. a lot of uh, international guests we have received on those ghats and today uh it has become one of the most popular uh, uh spots apart from of course the ram mandir and uh, uh, the proposed ram mandir now uh, why i uh, want to tell you this is uh, and this is an initiative which uh, is also very close to my heart is because um, you know this is where our roots are this is where yeah. the cultures are uh, somewhere when you come into public life it is very critical for you to understand that you have to take your roots along and in this manner i ensured that i carried my roots with me and also uh, presented a model of uh, uh, say you know the vision here is so far fetched that i want to make ayodhya the spiritual capital of the world so today Wonderful. with with the ram mandir being mm -hmm. proposed there and lot of people tourists going to be uh, uh, coming there yeah. we want to ensure that we start off various initiatives uh, so that uh, across the globe um, india can be recognized as a spiritual center which it already is ayodhya yeah. can be recognized as the spiritual capital in a very similar manner i uh, i adopted about 1000 villages across the state of maharashtra and uh, uh, we set up a small uh, section 8 company under the chief minister's office called the village social transformation now uh, um, under united nations united nation talks about 17 sustainable development goals out of these 17 sustainable development goals we identified 10 sdg goals and mm -hmm. mapped it exactly according to the schemes of the government and we realized that in silos lot of departments lot of ministries a lot of these uh, uh, corporate houses want to do a lot of work at the ground level and are doing lot of transformational work at the ground level but primarily lot of 
transformation actually does not happen so 70 years ago i think uh, when gandhi ji uh, said chalo gaon ki or and started the swaraj movement today also we are still talking about changing the face of the villages uh, yes. so i understood that there needs to be a stark differentiation and reforms in the way we present things because i come from an entrepreneurial venture uh, uh, entrepreneurial background, background. Yeah. that anything which is tangible anything which is measurable is something which can change and anything which has the right intention behind it also needs to have the right implementation behind it so what we primarily did was we picked up lot of young uh, boys and girls so we picked up one representative each and posted them in each of these villages and they worked as catalysts to change the face of these villages according to the plan now this is what happens when new fresh thinking comes in and you try to take an initiative which then becomes the vision and mission of the state and eventually the society so ideally the 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 reason why i wanted to talk about these two initiatives and to all the people who have joined you today is primarily to say that it is important for everyone to think big this is the time where Absolutely. where you need as indians as entrepreneurs as people as students we need to think big and Absolutely. act big focus on a larger picture absolutely and not just on a micro level absolutely like not just uh, what you are doing you do that you have to focus on a larger picture absolutely. especially during the current times what we see absolutely so shweta ji uh, coming on to the unprecedented situation caused due to covid 19 that which we are all facing none of the present generations and even couple of generations before us have ever seen such times where majority of countries across the globe have been on complete lockdown because of which we are seeing massive disruption both economically as well as socially so and and the, as an impact of this there is a super slowdown in the real estate as well as the construction sectors on infrastructure and operations at large so what is your perspective on the whole scenario when we talk about infrastructure and uh, uh, operations or the real estate sector see i'll tell you uh, uh, one of the most important things is you have already said that these are unprecedented times right, right? and uh, being an entrepreneur i i firmly believe that every challenge is an opportunity in disguise so if you ask me personally i think it is an opportunity for a country like india to establish its leadership and that's what we've done in almost everything that we have done so far so Correct. if you actually look at the lockdown we were one of the early uh, uh, um, you know uh, proposals of uh, containment and lockdown was seen in india uh, if you actually look at uh, india supporting as far as pharmaceuticals and medicines is concerned so uh, you have seen that the, the amount of uh, quinine that we have sent across the globe has been remarkable and not only did we uh, increase our production we also increased our production of ppe kits of masks of of everything and now whenever we do something and increase manufacturing in a particular segment for example if you look at uh, masks you know or ppe kits so today we are making 3 lakh ppe kits per day now there are factories which are making it there are people who are making it 
if you if you actually look at masks almost everyone 135 crore people will eventually wear masks for the next 6 months so who are these people who are making masks ideally today uh, if uh, uh, your people uh, you, everyone anyone present here would have heard uh, nirmala sitaraman ji yeah. and if anybody would have noticed where these masks are coming from these masks are primarily coming from uh, women uh, SAGs, so self-help groups who are making these masks and are supplying into the market or to the government. Now, this is an opportunity. Now, it needs to be streamlined. So today, what Nirmala Sitaramanji has done is she has primarily put across a portal, te use technology. So the Paisa portal, which uh, the Allahabad the bank had made, uh, was, was being tried only in Gujarat. But now it is going to be across uh, uh, India and women SHGs will be able to uh, uh, get affordable loans uh, uh, from that portal and also supply products to that portal. Now, in a very similar way, your question coming to your question of infrastructure and real estate and all of that. See, all of this is going to, uh, and every segment is going to see some changes or the other. And perhaps there are going to be some permanent changes. But trust me, there are two factors which are very, very critical. One, everything is going to bounce back. And this rebound will happen first in the Asia-Pacific region. And if we try very hard, it will definitely happen in India. Uh, second, I feel that uh, especially in the infrastructure sector, see, there is so much to do. There is so much to do. And if somebody right. thinks out of the box, and today because of the leadership of Narendra Modi, a lot of things that he's doing is out of the box. So we, I personally feel that if somebody thinks out of the box, this is the time that we can generate a lot of work. So for example, see, this is the time when people are sitting inside their houses. So everybody understands the value of one, these four letter words called HOME. Right. So yeah. if I own a home, I'm just very thankful. And if Absolutely. I don't own a home by seeing migrants, I feel that, you know, if nothing else, the best security in this uh, uh, in this world is having a home and having a family, you know. So okay. so I think affordable homes is something which is going to it's see uh, not a downward uh, trend, but an upward trend uh, now and perhaps immediately after this as well. As far as infrastructure is concerned, see, all government needs to do, and today uh, with uh, uh, NRLM uh, getting a boost and uh, uh, Manarega getting a boost, labor uh, laws getting changed, uh, the value of uh, uh, um, you giving, uh, uh, you know, the, la uh, the value of labor uh, getting streamlined across the country. Uh, one big project, for example, if you start off with a river linking project today, which has been uh, the idea of uh, the BJP government for a very long time. If you start the river linking project uh, inside of India, we have the funds, we can generate the funds. And it is, it is going to change the face of India completely. So the only thing required is to look at this problem as an opportunity. Uh, I don't know how many people of you uh, know this, but see, uh, Narsimha Rao ji, uh, he did not belong to BJP. I'm from BJP, but uh, he, in one night, he did away with the license Raj. Uh, and right. that's precisely what uh, uh, Modi ji said that day. He said that we need a quantum jump. 
I don't know if you know, we've just had the Pokhran Day and the uh, National yeah. Technology Day two days ago. Uh, but during Pokhran times, uh, uh, you know, um, because India did not have fund to go through that, something called as Pokhran bonds were floated. And Indians across the globe bought those Pokhran bonds and, uh, um, and we could raise and that. Raise the funds. So yes, uh, there is money. There is no dearth of money. What we need is right intention. What we need uh, primarily is right focus. And that's about it. We, we, are, we are going to rock uh, this as a big opportunity. So what do you say about the economic relief package, uh, which is just announced uh, two days back? Uh, and what's your advice specifically for MSMEs or small or mid-sized firms in terms of their financial growth of businesses, as well as fund flows? Okay, so one of the most important things, uh, I think what people have not said, and uh, I, I don't know if uh, people have missed it, is that the definition of uh, MSME has primarily changed. Yes. Now, uh, please understand that from a 10 lakh micro enterprise today, even if you do a five crore, you are a micro enterprise. Yeah. So I knew a lot of people who uh, who wanted to stay small because mm -hmm. they wanted to avail government benefits. Now, the government, in very simple terms, is saying, "Do not stay small. Think big." And this is precisely right. one way of saying think big. Right. So today, even if you are a 100 crore uh, generator, you are still uh, um, uh, a medium scale enterprise, you, you will come in MSME and uh, you will be able to avail those benefits. So ideally, I think if you look at everything, whether it's fun of, uh, fund of funds or whether uh, it is availability of more liquidity in the market, the idea of the government is so yes today uh, nirmala ji is uh, uh, announcing a lot for the migrants yes. but the idea of this government categorically has been that push businesses and once you push businesses employment will automatically happen we don't believe in uh, handing out free bills freebies subsidies i don't think that is the way india is going to become a superpower so hand holding and ensuring that generation of jobs and generation of employability happens is what is the thought process. And I think it has been rolled out very, very well. I think I, I need to congratulate the, uh, the leaders on the top because they've done a fantastic job. The only important and critical thing is the implementation, which is a very yes. bureaucratic process. And last but not the least is uh, for common normal people to gear up and say that, yes, I'm ready for this or mm -hmm. I want this. Usually government, uh, uh, you know, uh, benefits and the beneficiaries are typically people who are very close to the government. Now, when normal, common people get up and say that, yes, I'm going to be a beneficiary because I need to now stand up on my feet and contribute towards the, uh, towards the country. I think that is when the real change is going to happen. Ideally, you should go in the right hands at the right time. Uh, see, yeah. I, I personally feel that it's a, see, uh, corruption happens because we allow it to happen. And bureaucratic process is, and red tapism happens because somewhere we thought that bureaucrats and these babus are one big uh, uh, thing, you know. 
the uh, the private uh, companies were never interested in the growth of the con- country yes. and uh, uh, and so on and so forth so i personally feel that when there is pressure on all the sides yes. you know there is media there is executive all the five pillars of uh, um, democracy when they start working in tandem and pushing uh, uh, and creating a pressure in all of them to perform i think that is when performance uh, uh, really counts and happens so i personally feel that this is going to be the performance era anybody who will work hard be positive and uh, uh, show results will be uh, given the boost and that's the message it's very very clear to uh, so you have already mentioned about the uh, jobs aspect and the employment aspect but if you see cor- as corona virus care settles in india close to 13.6 crore jobs may be at risk industry body cii said that more than half of the tourism and hospitality industry can go sick with a possible loss of over 20 million jobs if recovery in the industry stretches beyond october 2020 so the and the script is similar in many of the sectors like services and industries manufacturing or non manufacturing sectors so what impact do we see uh, of the outbreak on the job market specifically so because so there is definitely is, distress in people yes uh, so so let's understand this uh, see uh, because we we as a country went in for lockdown uh, uh, so we um ensured that uh, um, uh, we basically give more weightage to uh, to the lives of the people than the economy so we shut down the economy and ensure that lives are saved Absolutely. because one of the most important resources i personally feel that india has is human resources so i think it was a brilliant idea because we saved the most important resource of ourselves you know which is human resource uh, uh, but that and hence if you actually look at history all pandemics have shown a v shaped dip in the economy so this v shaped dip is basically complete losses uh, for a couple of quarters but after a couple of quarters you see uh, 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 the the economy oh, the gdp flattening thanks you know? so uh, um, uh, with the lockdown what happened was this v shape actually became a u shape so uh, uh you know the quarters of uh, really low down will might increase for maybe not one or two uh, uh, quarters but maybe three quarters but the revival is going to be faster you know and the hurt is v is very sharp uh, uh, downward dip u is a more flatter uh, uh, but not such a sharper dip so uh, you know so what i feel is by the love quarter of 2020 sorry we lost you actually we lost quarter of 2021 lot come back to normal is going yeah. to be something that we need. now uh, uh, especially in in context am i there now am i audible now yes you are audible am i actually, audible now yes you are audible now you we lost you in the middle 
Okay, so uh, what I was basically saying was that, uh, uh, you know, by the last quarter of 2020 or the first quarter of 2021, we see a lot of revival. Now, what does revival mean? Uh, uh, you know, a lot of these people who have been talking about loss of jobs, uh, yes, we are going to see a dent. We are going to see bad times and a lot of uh, uh, SMEs will need a lot of hand-holding. But trust me, when... Uh, Y2K happened when, uh, uh, you know, uh, technology came in, a lot of people said, so for example, when ATMs were happening, a lot of people said that what will happen to the cashier? Yeah. We will lose uh, a lot of jobs from the cashier. Yeah. But look at this. When you set up an ATM, there is a CCTV a manufacturer who gets a job. Oh, there is a security guard who gets a job. There is a driver who gets a job who actually carries money. Uh, there are two more security people inside the van that carries the money. Then they deliver. Then they so it creates so many that uh, you know counting one cashier instead of one cashier they basically um, uh, created so many other kind of jobs. I think every challenge is an opportunity and hence a lot of other jobs are going to be created during these uh, uh, testing times. The, the fact is we need to now start looking at areas which is going to create jobs and upskilling is required. So for example, today we are making 3 lakh PPE kits. Who stops us from making smart PPE kits? You know, these kits which are going to be smart enough, which is uh, which is going to give a beep or a or a red light when you are not six meters away from someone uh, someone else. Yeah. Uh, people are saying that the automotive sector is going to see a complete because people are not going to travel to work, probably work from home and so and so forth. But if you have a car, do you think you will not sanitize the car? Probably, if somebody uh, uh, sells me a sanitization aftermarket service for cars, I'll be very happy. I will prob probably do it every month or every week. So contactless uh, uh, deliveries. Now, this is another term which nobody it heard of. Recently, it has uh, sprouted very well. Exactly. Yeah. So this is how new jobs are going to happen, are going to be created. There are going to be, so uh, testing is happening across, uh, um, you know, across the length and breadth. Um, uh, and these testing booths are being run by people who are testing it eventually. Swabs are going, going to be created. So, you know, the different sets of jobs is going to be created. As far as tourism is concerned, which your uh, specific question is, or real estate. And hospitality. Hospitality. Yeah, yes, yeah. you are right uh, that this is going to be a very badly hit. Uh, uh, I think Sector. aviation, travel and tourism is going yeah. to be really badly hit. Uh, but trust me, especially in India, I still feel that, and thankfully with COVID, what we've seen is, uh, unlike the earlier epidemics, we did not see this pandemic go to rural areas uh, uh, in a very bad manner. So I still feel that tier two cities, tier three cities, and say uh, something like uh, agri-tourism is still going to be uh, uh, earning a lot of money. People will look at healthier options of going to trekking, uh, uh, healthier options of going out uh, in places uh, where uh, it will count for tourism. So 
uh, and tier two cities, tier three cities, uh, the hotels, the lodges, uh, smaller operations will still work. You know, uh, uh, perhaps we might not uh, look at uh, a complete, uh, um, you know, five-star hotel in our tier two cities, but a small room, very, very well sanitized is definitely going to uh, uh, work. Second, a lot of things, see, eventually we are all humans, we are social people. So, right. and we will have to do businesses. So we will travel, we will, you know, everything is going to come back to normal, say, exactly. six, eight months. But right. what will change is perhaps uh, how you enter rooms. So contactless entering of uh, your hotel rooms. So that's why technology, uh, you know, you today can book um, your hotels uh, from your mobile phone. This was unheard of uh, um, uh, six years ago. Absolutely. Today, you do not realize that you might just be able to check into your room through your mobile phone. But perhaps uh, uh, through a Bluetooth or uh, through some code, like I'm joining in Zoom, I can mm -hmm. probably punch in that number into my mobile phone and my mobile phone can become a digital key and I can open the room and get into the room. Now, these things are going to start. So the idea here is that we need to think positive. Yeah. We need to look at opportunities. After all, we are all entrepreneurs, you know. Right. After all, we are all uh, uh, people who on whose shoulder uh, India is going to become the superpower. So we need to think positive, we need to think different and we need to look for opportunity in every challenge. And this is the biggest challenge which will ensure that we come out as leaders. Perfect. Uh, that's a real uh, wonderful thought, uh, Shweta ji. I mean, this is like a, and a real eye opener as well for many of us because, uh, uh, you know, the nature of jobs is completely going to change through this. And we're going to use more technology uh, in our day-to-day -day lives. So it's going to be more integrated in our lifestyles. Absolutely. Uh, so I use this uh, term. Uh, yeah. There was a time uh, in India where everyone learned English. Uh, and that gave us an edge over China because uh, they didn't know English and we knew English. Yeah. Uh, I think coding is the new English. You know, yeah. So yeah. each yeah. one of us will have to learn technology because right. that is going to be the backbone of every sector, every right. strata and every segment. And right. that's how I think the future is going to be. Wonderful. Um, so uh, we are all aware about the sad situation of migrant workers and laborers, you know. And how, so how do you see their lives coming back on track after the lockdown or even now when they are heading back to their hometowns or villages? Okay, so, uh, um, you know, a lot has been said and uh, uh, talked about uh, as far as the uh, migrants are concerned. Yeah. There are two things that I firmly believe in. Uh, see, I hail from Bihar, where, from where a lot of migrant laborers actually come from. So, uh, I also want to remind uh, you of Bangalore a couple of years ago, when there were attacks on uh, people from northeastern states, you know something happened and uh, it triggered a, uh, a reaction towards uh, uh, North Indian uh, people, uh, North Eastern people uh, staying in Bangalore, especially in pubs and uh, all those areas. And a lot of these uh, bartenders, a lot of these waiters were, were hit. And that ensured that all of them one fine day decided that in thousands they will go back 
to the northeastern states right every parlor every uh, salon every uh, restaurant at that point of time in bangalore employed northeastern uh, migrants who were working right but eventually now two years from then uh, if you go back to bangalore and go uh, uh, in a night in a in a uh, in a restaurant in a pub you will find the same waiters the same people back so my firm belief is that uh, uh, all these migrants whom you are seeing going back to their uh, hometowns are going back because one uh, there is this thought process of a migrant that uh, you know if i do not have work i might as well spend time with my family you know uh, and that is the uh, uh, mindset in which they are returning back so all of them will definitely come back this is my first uh, uh, take second uh, and the most important thing here is uh, uh, if you actually look at the statistics uh, india's lower middle class has become middle class uh, the middle class came to upper middle class and that's how uh, india has progressed so one of the uh, things in the statistics and numbers you will see is that these labors have in the past 10 years seen very very good times so they have got very good uh, uh, money the inflation has been in control so they have actually earned well and especially with the direct transfer benefits from the uh, from the government, government. Uh, the everything that was being cut by the middlemen has actually reached these labors reached them, so yeah. i personally feel the of india is still equipped for a couple of months to to see through this pandemic which is which is good news for us because uh, because they have enough for them to survive for the next few months and perhaps post that they will start coming back to their jobs because then they will be hand to mouth so i at least i am very positive in this uh, you know i am no astrologer but uh, by reading the statistics and numbers and analyzing this i think this is this is where i will firmly stand by that yes uh, migrant laborers workers are seeing bad times today but trust me if you look at most of them most women who are carrying children they are all smiling you know it's it's for us it's a sad uh, sight but for them it is it is daily work they work hard extremely hard you know uh, it is sad to see because they are struggling they have no food they don't have proper places to stay and it's Ooh. unfortunate but uh, uh, but i know that they will be back they will come back so employers don't need to worry uh, yes it is uh, uh, till the time they are not back how do we survive and i think uh, uh, you know most manufacturing uh, uh, people and most construction people most contractors are going to see dip and bad dip for a couple of uh, uh, quarters that is post which uh, things will improve and migrant laborers will also be back so a very positive uh, thought uh, shweta ji i would say here that uh, they'll be back and they'll be back uh, full in action absolutely wonderful so uh, also uh, going on globally a lot of countries you know they have seen a 
huge impact of this pandemic so uh, what do you say about the import exports there is a lot of impact on the import exports as well so uh, can you throw some light on the same yeah in fact uh, uh, you know the statistic says that we are 34% uh, down. Uh, down yeah uh, as far as our uh, exports are concerned yes uh, but uh, also note that uh, so is globally the world uh, globally what we need to understand is for the past 5 years or so between the g20 and the developed countries Uh, uh the developing countries we come in developing countries so the developing countries the gdp has only been increasing and the g20 the gdp has only been decreasing uh so i personally feel that uh, the worst hit is going to be the european countries europe might just see zero growth absolutely uh, uh brexit is falling apart uh, yeah. i'm sure eu is going to fall apart a lot of people are going to uh, come out of uh, the union uh and um uh, you will realize that a lot of opportunities from uh, uh, across the globe people not trusting china uh, is also going to emerge so Absolutely. again i will be looking at uh, the global scenario in a very positive uh, uh, way because i think the entire asia pac region uh, region is going to benefit a lot uh, yes uh, if you look at the imf numbers and all that uh, perhaps bangladesh because they are smaller uh, uh, country um you know vietnam because a lot of uh, companies from china are now right now moving to vietnam because again it's a very smaller uh, country uh, subsidies are low uh, we have ultimate uh, ultimately we have huge number of problems we have huge diversification uh, where, you know different federal uh, arrangements state and center sometimes are not same political parties and so on and so forth so yes uh, we will take some time but i feel with the kind of majority that uh, the central government has and with the kind of reform mindset that uh, uh, that modi ji has yeah. i firmly believe that this is the time that we will come together uh, get our act together and uh, um, uh, states will get into competition with each other to get to work as many many countries and attract attracting different uh, uh, companies from china and so on and so forth uh and we will compete with these uh, all these other uh, uh, countries throughout the globe so i will still see it very very positively because uh, i feel it's an opportunity and uh, not only for india i think entire asia pacific region is going to see a boom uh inter uh, asia pacific region uh, inter uh, um, um you know value exchange between the different countries of the apac region is also something which uh is pretty open uh i feel india with the internal demands uh is also so the so desi movement uh, if you if you look at uh, you know, what modi ji said vocal for local, local, for local. uh this this uh, uh uh this is also going to raise the sentiment of local produce local uh consumption uh we need to understand that we as a country are diverse huge and our consumption are the the kind of scale that we can give and the kind of demand that we can give uh, a lot of countries lot of corporates across different countries 
understand this and that's the reason why they look towards india what we need to do and what our entrepreneurs need to do is to look inside we need to start manufacturing for ourselves uh, do you know that uh, uh, 90% of agarbattis that we put in our house every single day is uh, comes from china so you know uh, agarbatti jaisi opportunity use in front of our own gods yeah. uh, we we import yeah. from china that's yeah. because the bamboo inside the agarbatti uh, uh, you know that thin yeah. bamboo that you see yeah. is something which is very very cheap in china yeah. and uh, they manufacture in uh, in volume in and volume. that's why all people our itc and other people cannot match that yeah. so somewhere i think the consumption the uh, the demand and demography of india is huge what we need to do is we need to start manufacturing and somehow with the support of regulations and laws we need to start looking at volume and bringing down the cost i think that is where the crux is but yeah. as far as globally we are in very good position uh, and if there is one country which is going to uh, rebound the fastest it's going to be india absolutely uh, and india has to see this as a great opportunity uh, going ahead absolutely so, and that's the road map so uh, we are getting a lot of questions and we are getting a lot of appreciation also saying that it's a super by opening discussion uh, so can we take the questions quickly because we have just yes, 10 minutes yes. left now so yes. uh, the first question i would take from devesh tiwari his question is um, uh, how um, post covid uh, what is the perspective of uh, government expenditure on beautification projects on city beautification projects okay i think that's uh, a tricky question though no 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 uh, so uh, uh, trust me i'm i'm sure he must be in the uh, beautification business infra projects and, uh, yeah that's yeah. that's the reason why he's asking that question yeah. trust me uh, one of the most important things today is going to be generation of jobs uh, okay. one of the critical things in that is unskilled labors so anything that uh, employs unskilled labors and unskilled uh, um, forces is something which is going to be very welcoming um, in the near future uh, because that is the easiest of the engagement and landscape beautification projects uh especially so i don't know if uh, devesh ji knows this but uh, nitin gadkari ji is uh, making infrastructure uh, huge infrastructure projects roads and yeah. between the roads he is giving uh, every meter to a different contractor to be beautified between the two highways you know yeah, yeah. to be yes. planted to be taken care of and so on and so forth yes. now why because unskilled laborers can be used very well and this is a kind of a saas model where you know you can keep this on going ongoing for months together uh, and hence uh, such projects especially at the state level is going to be very very welcome just keep your eyes and ears open the only thing is i think uh, as of now uh, uh, you know tenders of such kind and especially now with uh, uh, you know um, 200 crore tenders yeah. only focused on yeah. for india what, yeah uh, the the first focus uh, of revival is going to be on larger projects right. where uh, you know um, beautification might be a part of the project so uh, i uh, my advice to devesh ji is going to be to look at 
combining his uh, offering together with a lot of affordable housing people, a lot of uh, uh, landscape architectural people, a lot of uh, other builders and uh, uh, infrastructural providers. Uh, that's how he will be able to uh, cope up and also uh, get into the larger tenders because as of now, the government is going to look at the larger tenders and of course, then it will be broken down into smaller tenders at the state level. All right. So, uh, and uh, what's your uh, view on the parliament, the revamp of the, the revamp of parliament and the Central Vista project that was taken up in the, you know, by government of India recently? Yes. See, uh, I'll tell you, every project uh, yeah. uh, today is going to be stalled uh, and definitely going to be, and such projects which, which uh, uh, requires larger funds. Uh, is definitely going to be stalled because today the idea is to send the liquidity uh, to the people and to the employers so that it can then further be uh, used to employ more and more people. But uh, uh, till when are we going to stall every project is something that uh, nobody can say. Yeah, nobody so can I say. primarily think that everything is going to come back on, uh, on track by the first quarter of 2021. So every project that you can think of, especially the larger projects like these, will see the light of the day uh, in 2021 for sure. Obviously with a few changes, fewer complete, say sanitization is going to be a part of the project yeah. and so and so forth. So, uh, so basically the, I would say the design would be changed. Absolutely. Right. So the elements, what we use in design, like the sanitation booths. Absolutely. So just right at the end, you, have, you need to have a sanitation booth. Absolutely. So that, that would be a mandate. So design would be changed, but yes, then we have to think through how, how we can, you know, implement those uh, concepts. The idea is for every segment, you yeah. need to now think of new normals. What Absolutely. are going to be the new normals? So whatever Correct. you are doing, whether you are doing beautification, you are doing architectural design, you are doing lighting design, you are doing whatever you are doing, you yeah. need to think of new normals and uh, make an SOP of your own in your own sector and in your own organization that this is what my offering is going to be henceforth and i think shwetaji we'll have to keep another session for lighting design that will be a really uh, thought provoking session i'll we'll have a lot of lighting people from across the globe and then we'll have uh, you know all your suggestions that's, and we'll that's put your in, favorite subject i can yeah. understand that <laughs> yeah so we'll put in all these thoughts and really uh, you know we can work upon those uh, uh, those Absolutely. thoughts Absolutely. Uh, commercially with big brands. Absolutely. So that's how we can, you know, look into it as well. And so next question I would like to take from Prachi. She wants to know what kind of jump uh, need to go with women entrepreneurs. And she's already recruiting top MIT uh, techno candidates. So how can they motivate, motivate them? Okay, so one of the things yeah. uh, uh, that I've been talking about and saying is that uh, the time of women, I think, has really come. So there are two things that I would uh, uh, like to say here uh, is, see, a lot of these larger corporates are now going to be uh, encouraging work from home, right? Okay. Now, a lot of these women leave jobs because of family and children and so on and so forth. So work from home flexible options is something which uh, the women can really take. Absolutely. So you will see a large number of corporates now going back to women and especially moms, uh, new moms, 
you know smaller micro entrepreneurs uh, to ensure that they become a part of their their kitty their employee base and so on and so forth second i feel uh, a lot of these women uh, who are micro entrepreneurs uh, the workforce is going to seriously uh, uh, start increasing these people a lot more because uh, like for example i told you that the masks were being made by uh, by women so uh, it is a proven fact that uh, um, you know the banks and the nbfcs which give loans to women sgs 98% of those loans come back so all micro entrepreneurs who are going to be women are going to be this liquidity which is going to be in the market is one of the things that the government will realize and the nbfcs and the banks will realize that we have to lend to women because they are serious on giving back the money they are serious on doing their jobs and hence uh, entrepreneurs who are women are going to have uh, uh, see a very very bright light at the end of this tunnel uh, and last but not the least i think uh, one of the key ways of attracting work uh, visa we or in com uh, comparison to china uh, the the workforce inclusion of women in china is nearly 40% whereas for the past decade or so india has seen a 90% jump and today we are especially in uh, uh, it sector and lot of technology yeah, sector the, uh, the inclusion rate is very very high to a tune of about 70 70 odd percent now that is something which is going to in in uh, a global world is going to really attract a lot of work Uh, uh that is going to come especially based on precision that women offer uh, uh adaptability that women offer uh, a lot of multitasking that multitasking, women offer yes. from from uh, china visa b to india so i think anybody who's a woman entrepreneur anybody who's creating a platform for women entrepreneur and anybody who is engaging uh, further engaging uh, micro women entrepreneurs are going to be very very big so i think she's on the right track she should just start moving and yeah. uh, uh, pushing it ahead so we will take just last question uh, this is from rajesh uh, bhaktani uh, he is asking don't you feel policies being formulated are more concentrated towards poor and the rich people so it's like diverse and i feel that recovery post covid and speed to be brought in during recovery will need significant contribution from the middle class sector what are your thoughts on this and actions required on this perfect so i think one of the things that nirmala ji said uh, i couldn't see her entire uh, uh, press conference because i had already given you time yeah uh, but one of the things that uh, one of the things she said is don't jump to conclusions i uh, you know i'm going to come every uh, day for the next few days at 4 o'clock and give uh you policies for different sectors different segments and different uh, stratas so yes there is definitely going to be something for the middle class but the idea is very very simple see please understand this that if employers so it is not about the middle class or the upper class or the lower class it is about employers if you are an entrepreneur if you are giving jobs if you are trying to manufacture something if you are contributing to the gdp of the country uh, then somewhere you will get a push so that with that push you will be able to create more jobs and uh, increase the impact that you are making 
and eventually uh, when you give more support or handhold the poorest of the poor so one of the things that bjp has always thought of and has believed in is something called as antyodaya which is reaching to the last, the last man, man right yeah. and uh, uh, if you firmly believe uh, uh, then if you if you look at what dindayal ji said and uh, eventually what larger economists have said that your gdp or india will not become a superpower which is the which is the dream of narendra modi ji until the last man is benefited until he is developed so yes. somewhere down the line the idea is to push uh, more liquidity more opportunities and uh, to them so that they uh, uh, start picking up this opportunity and start contributing towards the development of the country the middle class actually contributes a lot to the development because he is somewhere in the middle so uh, so if you if you uh, hit up at the top of the uh, uh, pyramid and at the bottom of the pyramid automatically the middle class will shift so that is the thought process but i'm sure there there are going to be specific policies and one of the you know the most popular of the policies is the tax holidays uh, which the uh, middle class has been unfortunately the middle class uh, takes the burden of tax for the entire country because hardly 6% of the people at one point of time were giving taxes uh, so yes i agree there are going to be one there are going to be specific uh, um, you know um, uh, policies for the middle class second there are the tax gambit is going to increase gst has increased uh, people who are paying taxes uh, the um, you know indirect taxes have uh, uh, increased so automatically the burden on the middle class is going to uh, come down so these are both these things are going to help only the middle class but eventually i think we need to stop uh, um, breaking up the country and the strata into lower upper middle and so and so forth yeah, uh, that's one of the reasons uh, the way we need to think now is what we are uh, uh, getting to the table and how we are going to contribute to the gdp of the country because these times uh, are times which the next generation is not going to see and the earlier generations have not seen not so absolutely. you if you are listening to this and if you are part of this and if you are part of the current times just think of what what i can contribute towards this country and make the best of it absolutely very well said uh, shweta ji and uh, lastly i would want uh, one advice from you who are actually for the young entrepreneurs who have just stepped in into this line of entrepreneurship because you yourselves have been a really successful entrepreneur with uh, i think 3500 professionals working for you with you so what is your tips for the young uh, young guns see i think uh, one of the most important things is what uh, i was taught very early in my life there are no free lunches so whatever said and done i can sit here and uh, give you a lot of gyan but uh, trust me uh, uh, for this one hour i i have struggled for uh, the past uh, so many years of my life uh, now when you were sleeping i was working when uh, uh, you were thinking about the idea i was implementing the idea uh, when uh, you were dreaming i was actually slogging so uh, there is lots and lots and lots of hard work that goes into anything to come true so i think uh, 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 just being consistent and believing in yourself and uh, believing in your dream 
is what every entrepreneur has to do so if you are a young entrepreneur who's set out on this journey just believe in your idea because uh, you know if if there is an idea uh, and it can be implemented it can be done the best by you this is how every entrepreneur uh, uh, succeeds and so will you thank you thank you so much for your wonderful advice um, and we'll definitely have a next session as i just mentioned about you know how we can take up your ideas on uh, and execute and implement in a commercial way thank you thank you, you know? so much and sorry yeah, thank you up, uh, uh, you know we actually had a storm here in pune but oh, wow. i mean we are just waiting in mumbai we are just waiting for it to arrive in mumbai now <laughs> yeah. yeah because storm has passed so yes and so will this storm pass yes. and i'm yes. sure we will all pass so. by flying colors thank you so much thank, thank you, you shweta ji thank you have thank a nice you. day and stay thanks. safe thanks bye bye, bye. bye.